rest of the Sugaru. Episode 7, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Inside the warm, dry church, Sarge tosses another piece of wood from the broken altar into the fireplace. I watch the fire build and enjoy the growing warmth. The smell of burning ancient varnish stings my nose, but it's a small price to pay for heat. As the smoke billows up the chimney, I observe the soldiers manning the windows and doors. I wonder how much they can see in the fog, or how much the Nazis can see of us, and our smoke signal. A question echoes the church. Hey, which one of these pawns is the crack shot Lieutenant Prim's been bragging about? Sarge asks Mills. Pierce! Mills grabs my jacket. He's our medic! He pats my back, almost proud. Tested highest in his company. Sarge looks at me. Huh. A medic who's good with a rifle. What a gas. Could have used you in our last quagmire. I shake his hand quietly. Sarge continues. Uh, what do I call you exactly, Harrison? I have to think. A body. He raises an eyebrow. A body? The others laugh at my stutter. <sighs> I fume at their laughter. No, Audie. My name is Audie. Audie? He taps his chin. So far. Mm. Let's call you Doc. It's easier to shout and bat. He places his hand on the top of my helmet. I hereby rename you Doc. He claps his hands well, in a thunderous slap. Let's eat some dinner. Someone shouts. <laughs> Mills thumps my back. Already got a nickname. Sarge either really likes you or hates your fucking name. He rags my encounter. <laughs> so why do they call him Sarge if he's a lieutenant? I whisper. I assume. Mills shrugs. He used to be a sergeant and he likes the fucking name. I don't know. He brushes me off and jogs to the crate in the corner where the others have begun to help themselves to dinner. I pick up the box labeled dinner unit and chuckle. Dinner unit. <laughs> Interesting. I think I'll pass. I'm not all that hungry. The rest of the guys have made themselves at home with a poker game taking place at the front of the church. Their rowdiness almost makes me forget we could be killed at any time. I make myself comfortable on a pew near the entryway far from the rest of the squad. I need to sulk. Alone. This is crazy. <sighs> this is way more than just a time machine accident. I've been brought into this new body for a reason. <sighs> okay. I close my eyes for a moment. My thoughts instantly turn to the recurring dream. The reckless carnage in an ocean of blood. My inability to stop it. I pray this is not our future. But... What if my dream is a premonition of this very event? I grab my face and muffle my feelings. This is a dream. This is a dream. This is a dream. God, please tell me this is a dream. No, I can't stop it. Tears come to my eyes. I don't know what to do. I've got to get out of here, but how? I don't even know how I got here, let alone how to leave. I drop to my knees and lean on the pew in front of me, hands clenched, shut in front of my eyes. Why am I here? Please wake me from this nightmare. My hopeless prayer is answered by a tap on the shoulder. Yeah, duck. Never pray on an empty stomach. I open my bloodshot eyes and Sarge sets a box beside me. Ugh. 
I'm not hungry. I push the box away. You need to eat. He sits on the pew in front of me and opens his box of rations. Mill said you barely eaten anything this whole trip. He proceeds to prepare a cracker with cheese. I watch in disgust. Neil, do you plan on eating that right here, Sarge? Yes. He takes a bite and washes it down with his canteen. Not only do I plan to eat this right here, but I also plan to force you to eat as well. He smiles. If you don't open that box and eat willingly. <sighs> Why the hell do you care about my eating habits? Can't you tell I want to be alone? He shakes his head. Sorry, there's no such thing as alone here. Alone, soldier. Quickly becomes a dead soldier. He prepares another cracker. A starving soldier is unhappy, and an unhappy soldier dies on the inside and on the out. He admires his finished cracker. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm alive. I want all my soldiers alive and happy. He shoves the cracker in my face. Eat, and I'll leave you be. He flashes a salesman smile. A well-fed soldier is a happy soldier, and a happy soldier is a productive soldier. I said I'm fine. I confirm my refusal, though I want to smile at his warm nature. You know, if you close your eyes, you can pretend it's a big fat sirloin being served up by a hot dolly with big old titties. <laughs> he grins and eats the cracker in one brutish bite. His cute attempt falls short of convincing me to eat those brick-like crackers. I don't want to eat. I want to pray. He swishes down a glug of water. And uh, who are you praying to, Doc? I don't know, Sarge. I don't usually pray. I hold back tears. But I'm lost and I have nowhere else to turn. Sarge glances around at the crumbly plaster ceiling, the holy paintings barely visible. If you're looking for God, he's not in this old place. He looks back at me. Yep, he's left us to fend for ourselves. But don't worry. If there's something on your mind, you can always talk to me. <sighs> Thanks, Sarge. But I think I'll keep my thoughts to myself for now. He nods. I understand. I wish he could help me. He radiates wisdom, able to handle anything thrown at him. I want to open up to him, but I can't. Mm. I pick up my box of food. I hate war. The spreader of death. He shakes his head. War is also the keeper of peace. I roll my eyes. Yeah, when war is fought for the right reasons. I but... open my canteen and swirl it around for a moment before I drink. Uh, I, I guess peace is a good one. I'm all for peace. Sarge lifts his canteen. It's a peace. It's a peace. We drink. I watch him dissect his meal for a moment. This isn't good, but I think I'm in love. This is a man who knows we could all die at any minute, but yet he's cool as can be. I have to keep myself focused and try not to let my feelings become known. I open my box of goodies. Sarge is right. I need something to keep my strength up. I take a bite of my tough cracker, enough to satisfy Sarge's requirements. He approves with a wink and leaves to socialize with the rest of his men. I snack for a little bit longer before lying down for half a night's rest. I brush the left breast pocket of my uniform. A crackling catches my ear. It's a piece of paper. The hell's this? A poem ripped from a book. For Whom the Bell Tolls by John Dunn. That's John Dunn. Sorry. No man is an island entire of itself. Each piece is of the continent, part of the main. If a cloud be washed away to the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thine own or thine friends were. Each man's death diminishes me, 
for I am involved in mankind. Therefore, send not to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Whoa. That's deep. Early the next day, rested, my head is clear enough for the mission. After breakfast, Sarge pumps us up to execute today's job. Eyes on the enemy. Okay, Doc. He grabs my shoulder. Let's see how good of a shot you really are. A shot? Uh, like a like a picture? Like, I can take your picture, yeah. Let's do it. A picture, yeah. I'm sure it's a real Kodak moment. Sure. <laughs> Let's go. He hands me a scoped rifle. You'll have a clear shot from the belfry. Clear shot. I've never even shot a gun before, so I doubt I'll make my target no matter how clear this shot is. Follow me. I drag my feet behind Sarge as he begins to climb the rickety wooden stairs to the belfry. In the belfry, Sarge offers me a cigarette. I take the offering and bluff my way into the next move. Okay, so where's this bridge? I light my cigarette. Over there. He points. We're at a good distance to take out both guards. We'll take the bridge, then we can take the village. We estimate about a dozen of them. I focus in on the direction of the bridge. I can't see much due to the distance. I stare at the ashes at the end of my cigarette. I won't be getting out of this mission on a mere bluff. I charge up and put on my assassin persona. So let's do it. Let's get him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sarge chuckles and looks <laughs> at his pocket watch. We have until after the change guards. We have a few minutes. I try to relax and take in the delicious air, the glorious view of the countryside. It's hard to breathe, knowing just beyond the spectacularly colored autumn trees lies the enemy. Sarge points to the makeshift lookout towers on both sides of the bridge. Those are the targets. He looks through the scope of his rifle. Watch the guards. I pick up my rifle and peer through the scope. It takes a moment to find what I'm looking for, but I see them. When the morning man takes his post, Sarge continues. We'll wait a couple more minutes to ensure the night shift is gone. Then we will do this. I put the rifle down. <sighs> I don't think I can do this. Yes, you can. Sarge puts the rifle up to my body again. Just take a deep breath and pull the trigger. It's what you've been training for. He stares off into the distance for a moment. Ugh, look, kid. It's not easy killing another man. But you have to. Or they're gonna kill us first, do you understand? That's how war works. I take a soothing breath and again okay. look into my scope. The men are indeed changing shifts, just as Sarge said. I picture myself pulling the trigger. A flood of adrenaline fills my veins. The rifle's comfortable, strangely natural. I've become at ease with it. I, again... Pretend to pull the trigger and picture the enemy falling to the ground. I can do this. Sarge taps my arm, offering me a drink of his bottle. Well, we've got a minute, so let's talk. He sits in the corner of the belfry. Have a seat. Well, don't expect too much from me, Sarge. I join him on the floor and take a long, burning swig. <clears throat> I don't have anything to say. Sarge takes another drink. There's nothing to say, there's nothing to say. I'm pretty sure you're drunk, Sarge. I smile. I know I'm buzzed. He shows me the empty bottle. Good, we've needed it. He stands up and chucks the empty bottle into the woods. The bottle shatters on a tree. The brush moves. Something in the woods is disturbed. Wait, Doc, did you see that movement? He looks through his scope. It's not an animal. I stand up and look around. Shadows dash around in the trees. I look through my scope. There are several soldiers... Hiding in the woods. Sarge, I think they know we're here. He begins toward the creaking stairs where another soldier is barging up. 
Watson catches his breath as he runs up the stairs. Sarge, we're surrounded! Sarge looks over the side of the building. Shit, we've got big trouble. Where's Mills? An explosion on the wall of the building knocks us over. My ears ring as another explosion hits the belfry. I can't breathe as we run down the stairs. The weight of our urgent footfalls crack and break on the disabled ancient stairs as we descend. Another explosion. I jump to the ground, skipping the bottom few stairs. Urgent shouts from one of the other soldiers carries over the sounds of the rocks and the debris falling. The belfry's broken free! Everybody out is gonna crush us! As we run from the crumbling sanctuary, the awaiting Germans open fire on us. I drop to my stomach and cover my head. I can't find my rifle or my medicine bag. Oh, shit. Shit. Shit! I'm toast without my equipment or my crew. I peek above the high weeds. My brothers are firing back with everything they have, running into the woods. Armed with only my handgun, I fire single shots toward the enemy. The exchange of gunfire continues on for minutes, bullets whizzing past me, raising my anxiety. I'm a sitting duck in the field. I need to make my way over to the woods for cover. I stand and run, a few feet at a time, dropping to hide. When the gunfire finally ceases, it's silent, with the exception of the cries of the injured men shouting over the crackling fire, engulfing the remains of St. Joseph's. I probe the woods. Sarge and the boys are huddled in the wooden sanctuary across the field from me. I don't see any of the enemy troops. <sighs> I take the opportunity and begin toward my brothers. The moment is in slow motion, step by step. My heartbeat throbs in my ears. My feet hit the ground, yet I'm flying. Something isn't right. I've been shot, paralyzed. I fall forward to the ground and bleed out. Drowning in my own blood, darkness rolls over me. I'm not frightened anymore. I'm ready to go. Next time on Tales of the Zuguru. I have no recollection of myself, or Audie for that matter. Something at home in the nothingness has found me. What are you? Roar! <laughs> What's this? Another box? The Zuguru will rise. It's rising, I'm too late. <laughs> Signaling the end. Are you trying to kill me? Here there's a monster among us. This routine is somewhat familiar to me. I fall right into it as if I never left. Welcome home, honey. As I recall, she was always moody. Benjamin Roken, what do you have in the box? This is ridiculous. <laughs>